Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies, The Revenge. Today, uh, we're going to continue in the 1950s, talking about the year 1957. And we're going to be talking about um, my favorite director, or at least one of my top two direct favorite directors, and I have plenty of favorite directors, but one that I haven't actually talked about as much, um, mainly because uh, I feel like his movies aren't super well known here in America, and that is um, Ingmar Bergman. And we're talking about the movie Wild Strawberries. Wild Strawberries, uh, like many of um, Bergman's movies, are it's a drama about an older man, a professor, uh, played by Victor Siostrom. Um, I can't really say his name. <laughs> but the, um, the character he plays is Dr. Isaac Borg, who is easy for me to say. Um, and it, it really is him reminiscing about his life. Um, and... Really, it's about trying to find connection and the loneliness of life itself. Um, in his case, um, he's reflecting on his past uh, because um, he, he's he feels like his death is imminent, and he um, a lot of his like dream sequences where he basically goes up and he remembers scenes from him from his life from when he was earlier, and they're all represented as if they're happening right now um but it, it's just interesting how a lot of the characters in these movies and a lot of his memories which are probably colored by um by this character's point of view on life is that people are just grasping at connection at and the grappling with these feelings of loneliness and um not necessarily finding looking for meaning in life but more like looking to belong and Wild Strawberries is just this wonderful drama. Um, it is very much a character piece. It, it's very much about following Borg around. There's other characters as well. I mean, you get to meet his mother. There's other people that he works with. Um, and you get to learn about their lives. And um, you see these other people from earlier in his life. And um, the, the titular Wild Strawberries refers to um, an incident from when he was a young man and um, just a, a memory that he has, a positive memory. And this movie is just, um, it's wonderful. Like, I, 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 this is one of those I really feel. And like a lot of Bergman's movies, because Bergman's work is so... Um, verbose like it, it, there's a lot of conversations and it's dealing with these bigger themes um a lot of times it's like you got to see them you should it, i can't do them justice by talking about them but you really should um check them out and bergman was always very interesting in the way that he would do things um and like thematically his movies always have to kind of deal with the human condition or i, I for um lack of a better way of, of kind of um, reducing that is to, to overall themes because every one of his movies um, kind of deals with different ones like and, and a lot of them have to deal with with life and death and the inev inevitability of death and um, what we do while we're alive and how we um, live our lives you know how we give meaning to ourselves um, wild strawberries I, it's um shocking at times and, and not because there's anything um I, I think it's shocking in how truthful it can be as to how fucked up life can be at times you know just and and how lonely and how depressed um and how alone you can feel um and to see that in a movie especially a movie um you know from the 50s is, is just striking and um 
you know, I'm thinking about it, kind of looking back in the 50s and the movies I, I keep talking about, a lot of them have to deal with um, people on the fringes and the people that are being left behind and that, you know, may be successful, may not be, but are dealing with um, trying to be more human or have a better, better connection to their fellow man. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, but this is definitely one of one of Bergman's favorite, um, best movies. Um, not my favorite, but I think definitely one of his best. Um, I mean, honestly, my favorite is probably The Seventh Seal, just it's most iconic, or possibly Persona. So that was just fucking weird. Um, but this one is really um, just wonderful, and it's, it's uh, definitely worth checking out. The other movie that I wanted to talk about, going back to the golden age of Mexican cinema, um, which once again, I think is, I, I completely neglected it the first time. And um, I kind of just wanted to talk about one of the standouts and one of the final movies of um, of that period, because that period is coming to close by 57. And that is Tisoc or Amor Indio, starring the two greatest um, actors there's at that time Maria Felix and Pedro Infante and this was actually Pedro Infante's last movie he um he died before this movie was even released um in a an airplane ac- um, accident he he was a pilot he loved to fly um his plane plane took off and it crashed you know and um that was the end of of um the idol that was Pedro Infante um, Maria Felix, you know, she continued and um, she, I mean, she, she's passed away now, but she was, um, it was like in 2002 that she passed. Um, this movie, it's once again, just talking about um, the themes of uh, racial barriers and culture and things that are so prevalent today, especially in Mexican culture, but even in, in here in, in the US and throughout the world. Um, I mean, if I want to be kind of just like reductive about it it's it's basically Romeo and Juliet um not that they're star-crossed teen lovers but there are two people from two different worlds Maria Felix plays um light-skinned Latina basically a white woman um and Pedro Infante plays uh in an Indio so a native um native Mexican uh and Indio um which is unfortunately in Mexico sometimes is used as an insult um, because just like here in America, there is big racial divides based on on color uh, in, in Mexico and actually throughout most of, of Latin America. But um, in particular in, in Mexico, the, the word indio is kind of looked down upon because you're, you're basically, uh, it's almost shorthand for um, one, being darker skinned and two, being lower class and um three being not so smart and and not that these things are are true but that's almost like what that refers to and so having Pedro Infante who was I guess technically he wasn't really dark for 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 a Latin person I mean yeah he was brown but um not not the brownest um compared to Maria Felix yeah I guess he's 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 darker but um you know having having these two great great actors of the time in this movie and um, basically just in this great romance that that of course in grand romantic tradition of with star-crossed lovers has to end in tragedy um it's great and and once again you have Pedro Infante so there's always got to be an excuse to have him um you know do his thing and 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 um sing and this movie is just it's it's a classic um of Mexican cinema and um 
it's in color. So it's really cool to see um, to see these great actors who mostly did black and white movies to see them in color. And uh, anything with Maria Felix is, is just fucking great. And this movie is is a lot of a lot of fun to watch. Um, I mean, obviously, it doesn't end in in a very happy way, but it, it's a delight because it also just does a, a wonderful um, job of presenting um, like the visuals of Mexican culture, like um, the pageantry and the um, um, fun <laughs> of of the culture in, in in everything that's done, you know, and um, definitely a. a fun movie to check check out just because of that but um also an important movie because of the themes that it's dealing with um so next time we're actually going to be talking about a franchise and after that i think we're going to be finishing up with the 1950s so we'll see you next time